Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I have to tell you, like, the idea of trying to get into one of those planes, I was sitting in, uh, normally I try to, I, I will spend the extra 30, 40 bucks for Economy Plus. Just, I got to I gotta navigate it as best I can, right? Yeah, we, we don't want give, you spilling over. No, I got to give myself a chance to succeed. I got to give everybody else a chance to succeed on that flight. I was in 42A, and I'm not exaggerating, 42A recently on a jam-packed flight. Now, I have never been held in captivity, but boy, that felt like gen pop right there. That, I, I seriously. 42A is a window. Yes, 42A is a window I seat. I take it you're an aisle guy? Oh, big aisle You got to get the stretch going on? Yeah, I, because uh, at least on one side... I only have to move my leg in or make sure I'm tight when the cart's coming by. Yeah. I don't have to worry about being jammed in on one side and then trying to make it as comfortable for the person in the middle who I really feel for uh, as I can, which means I'm constantly trying to clench and squeeze myself together in that chair, in that seat. A lot of lean there. Yeah, it's not good. And when there's no room on one side, the person in the middle, (laughs) listen, I know you didn't sign up for this, but it's what you got. <laughs> it, it will inspire you to work harder, save more, and get into first class because you'll never want to do something like that again. I myself am a window man. A window man because, fun fact about me, I have not used a restroom on an airplane in over 20 years. Hundreds of flights. I will not do it. And I'm talking transcontinental. Your in- boy has flown from Atlanta to Paris without using the restroom. He's flown from Paris back to Atlanta without using the restroom. I get to the window, I sit down, and I don't want to get up at all. And I don't want anyone waking me up or disturbing me because they have to step over me. So under no circumstances are you going to the restroom? I'm not doing it. I sit down in my window seat, and that is the end. I am not getting up. How? How? How is that? How is that like on a, on a seven-hour flight three. or whatever it is from Atlanta to Paris? Yeah. How have you not had a liquid in four days leading up to the flight? I, I have some liquid, but it's three words: fine-tuned machine. <laughs> I regulate myself in the build-up to these flights. It's just not. I'm not showing up at the airport eating Chick-fil-A and slamming twelve no. beers, getting on a plane, going hoping for the best here. <laughs> of course, and I. I am judicious in my dining selections in particular when I am going to travel. Because again, I am really thinking about everybody else in these circumstances. I am not thinking about me. And so, yeah, I have run into that uh, in terms of having to go, but not ever really putting yourself in a, on a, in a horrible situation. I just don't know how not, you do that. Not horrible. You know what's horrible? Trying to get some sleep and bonehead in 2B is bumping your elbow going, excuse me, excuse me, I I, yeah. I need to get over you. I need to go to the bathroom. 
You know how many people, by the way, are getting up to use the bathroom like 11 minutes into a flight? The second you get up to that cruising altitude and that light comes off, people just unbuckling and in a race. What, like, you couldn't make it 11 minutes? Yeah. No, not Joe Fornball. Joe Fornball sits down by the window, and that's it. He's not standing until the flight reaches the uh, jetway. I learn something every day. Hmm. Every day with you. It, it is a constant lesson in life, and I appreciate it. I, I still need to figure out exactly how that goes. I'm not convinced that you're not you know, having some sort of a bag strapped to your leg, but whatever. No it's cheating. Carl- no, there's no performance enhancing on these flights. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. We know that Mike Tomlin is returning as Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, and we also know that centered around that has to be the question about who his quarterback is going to be in the future because, Joe, as currently constituted, they are not winning with the situation as it is. They are not winning with Kenny Pickett. They are not winning with Mason Rudolph. We've already heard, uh, they're certainly not winning with Mitch Trubisky. We've already heard it's going to be an open competition going into next year. My question would be, who's going to be in that competition? Because as of right now, uh, it is not going anywhere near the playoffs or a legitimate contention situation if you continue to rely on everybody else to get you there you know it's interesting to me that 24 games of Kenny Pickett was all we needed to say you know what it can't be Kenny Pickett next year maybe Kenny Pickett can be the number two but it feels like that's a bit of a quick hook but I understand in this day and age you want to move quickly you've given him a couple seasons it's not as if he's been in an awful scenario offensive line good enough Najee Harris probably good enough wide receiver unit good enough Defense has been relatively solid, and they've won games, but they don't look like a team that's going to challenge deep into the postseason. I mean, the Steelers haven't won a playoff game in, what, like seven years? Something like that? Five years? It has been a long time since the Steelers were victorious in the postseason. So then the question becomes, if it's not Pickett, it's not going to be Trubisky, it's not going to be Mason Rudolph, how aggressive are you getting in free agency? How aggressive are you getting in the trade market? Or are you looking to the draft once again? Marcus Spears uh, of course, ESPN NFL analyst Swagoo this morning on Get Up, a couple of interesting ideas. It needs to be either Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields. And when you think about this team, it's a tremendous amount of talent. You look on the outside with Johnson, and obviously you look in the backfield with what they were able to do down the stretch. Kirk Cousins has shown that he can elevate wide receivers. He can elevate an offense. And then you look at Justin Fields in this division, his ability to run the football, throw it with accuracy, how he ascended at the end of this season as well. And Mike Tomlin is a quarterback away. They make the playoffs with no quarterback sometimes. We know they would make it with, with either one of these guys. I... I- would be absolutely floored if they made a move that was as aggressive as a Kirk Cousins or a Justin Fields, but that's what they need to do at this point. And I think Fields would be the long-term answer for them at the position. Kirk Cousins would be a, we're trying to go out and win the Super Bowl next year and the year after, and that's about it. Fields could be the guy for the, the ultimate solution for Pittsburgh for the long term. And I think that would be an amazing move if they went out and did it and traded a second-round pick for him. Absolutely. Fields is fascinating because he fits the prototype of what you're going to need from a quarterback in the AFC North. you got to build for your division. Some teams don't even realize this. The idea that your division is constructed a certain way and you need to build yourself 
to operate within those confines, right? Like in the old days with the New England Patriots in the AFC East, you had to find a way past Belichick and Brady, whatever that meant. And a great defense from the New York Jets is what gave them problems a few times out. Terrell Reeves at corner, guys of that nature. If you're in the AFC West, you got to realize the best way to the playoffs is by winning the division. The only way through that is through Kansas City. You got to find a way to beat Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And in the AFC North, you got to deal with the elements more so than probably anywhere else in the NFL. It's the elements. Four teams, all in the Northeast to Midwest region, all dealing with harsh winter environments. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati. You need a quarterback who's got an arm that can cut through the wind. You need a quarterback who can take a beating because you've got some good defenses in that division. So Justin Fields checks a lot of those boxes. Could he become a fan favorite? Pittsburgh's not that far from Columbus, Ohio, where Fields played his college ball. You'd probably have a natural segue there. The question is whether or not, as a quarterback, he can develop in the Pittsburgh system. Can he get to the next level in terms of getting through his progressions quicker, getting the ball out quicker, making big plays, limiting some turnovers? He took a step forward this year. I wonder how much more there is to his ceiling. I don't think we've seen it yet, but I'm wondering what it's going to take for him to take another level. Well, that's the thing. I don't want him having to be fit into any particular system. I want the system to be framed around him and what he does well and how he's going to be most successful. The more that that happens, the more you are setting yourself up for success. What, what did the Eagles do last year with Shane Steichen? That's what they did. Their system was built around Jalen Hurts. This year, that system, I don't even know what that system was when they got away from running the ball like we saw the other night. Well, I think some of that was last year under Steichen, they had more design runs for Hurts. And it worked yeah. very well because he's a dynamic runner. And then he got banged up with the shoulder late in the year, and they started to think to themselves, all right, well, now we just handed out a quarter billion dollars to this guy as with a contract. He's our franchise guy. We got to protect him. Oh, guess what? Running quarterbacks tend to get injured more than non-running quarterbacks. And now you want to take a running quarterback, part of what makes Hurts great, and you want to limit that in, in order to protect him. Well, now he's not going to be as good because you just took away part of what made him great. That's the thing with some of these guys. These running quarterbacks, they can be very dynamic. But when you ask them to stop running because they can get hurt, then you decrease their value significantly. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, there have been several coaching changes, as we know. Uh, eight openings altogether. One was filled today with Gerard Mayo, but there was one that has not opened that is mystifying as to why it has not. Well, today we got the reason, and it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Guess what? You'll get to hear it next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. They said what? what? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't, I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said what? I love Jerry. I never, ever get tired of that. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Joe, if I ask you this question, what would your answer be as we play a little round of They Said What? What coach were you blown away? He didn't get fired. Oh, that would be one Mr. Dennis Allen of the New Orleans Saints. That's correct. And today we finally got an explanation as to why he hasn't from Saints GM Mickey Loomis. Chuck Knoll, his first three years, Hall of Fame coach. He was 1-13, 5-9, But they recognize that this guy's a good football coach, right? Bill Belichick, here's his first three seasons. 6-10, 7-9, Tom Landry, 0-11. Four and nine, five and eight, four and ten, five and eight. Hall of Fame coaches, all of them. Bill Walsh, first year, two and fourteen. Second year, six and ten. So I think the easy thing to do is just look at the results and say, oh no, we've got to have a change. You got to look beyond that. You know, what are the reasons why we were nine and eight instead of, you know, thirteen and four? And look, it's it's collective. It's the players. It's the coaches. It's me. It's our personnel staff, our roster, it's variables sometimes that we don't have any control of. Um, and so I, I, my assessment is Dennis Allen is a good coach. Uh, okay, a couple things. Um, number one, was he chewing gum? Yeah, my assessment, spit the gum out, pal. Yeah. It's a press conference. Pal. Are you kidding? Yeah, come on, guy. Spit the gum Bub. out. Like, what? what is that? What is that? that? Yeah. that? Now that sounds like, oh, here we go. Typical radio guys being jerks. Really? You're doing no. a professional press conference. You're speaking yes. into a microphone. Why are you chewing gum? It's so a, you know it, what? You I know. know why you're chewing gum. Because you're keeping Dennis Allen. That's yeah. It's probably Nicorette. <laughs> like, oh, my God. This is good. This is, I don't want to level any action. We're just kidding around. We're just having a good time here. Yes. Uh, number two, I could listen to Mickey Loomis rattle off just records of teams every day for an hour. I could listen to seven and nine, seven and nine, six and ten, 
four and twelve. I could listen to a just that on a loop itself yeah. for for two hours. Uh, number three, I feel very confident in this particular take. Uh, Dennis Allen is none of those coaches you mentioned. Dennis Allen is going to be there one more year because the Saints need a purge year. This is going to be a year where they're going to be looking to dump contracts. You look around, too much money Michael Thomas, too much money Alvin Kamara. Guys are getting older. They have a ton of money spent in all the wrong places. Derek Carr costs a lot of money, but they can't bail on that contract yet. Terrible deal there. So Allen is going to oversee a year in which the Saints are going to do everything they can to convince you that they're trying to win, but they're not going to be trying to win. They need to clear salary cap space. They need to dump bad contracts, and they need to start thinking about two seasons from now. And that is something Dennis Allen's not going to be a part of. Up next, Gerard Mayo introduced today as the Patriots' new head coach on the challenge of replacing Bill Belichick. I'm not trying to be Bill. I'm not trying to be Bill. I think that Bill is his own man. Uh, If you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. Uh, But what I will say is, you know, the more I think about, the more I think about, like, the lessons that I've taken from Bill, hard work works, right? Hard work works, and... And that's what we're all about. And I look, if he was going to be a Bill clone, I think we have seen that most of the clones out there of Bill over the years, i.e. 99% of the guys on his coaching tree, it hasn't worked because they go somewhere else and they try to be Bill. So good for Gerard Mayo. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'll yuck it up with you a little bit. We'll, we're going to try to establish something new here while maybe still incorporating the principles that have made him successful. Yeah, I like it. He learned under Bill, so naturally you're going to take away a lot of the good stuff, but hopefully you were able to pick up on some of the things that may not have worked. Be your own man, right? Take all the lessons, everything that's made you you, but everything you've acquired along the way and formulate your own philosophy, your own style, and move forward with that. Sure, there's naturally going to be some Belichick Patriot way stuff in there, but bring your own slant to it as well because that's what the Patriots need. Very interesting to watch how all this is going to play out next year. Everyone who knows this guy loves this guy. Ringing endorsements abound for Gerard Mayo as a person, as a leader of men, as someone who can take over as a head coach of a National League football team, National Football League team. I guess it doesn't matter if you get those words right. Not like anyone's paying attention to that, Fortinball. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of upside here. What they do with the quarterback position is going to be the key, however, to the offseason. Up next, Jason Kelsey, the Eagles center on the New Heights podcast, the podcast with him and, of course, his brother Travis, uh, addressing the reports of his retirement. You know, Nick kind of gave me an opportunity to talk. I didn't announce what I was doing on purpose, despite, I guess, what's been leaked to the media. I just don't think you're in a position after a game like that to really make that decision. I just don't. There's too much emotion in the moment to really fully grasp that decision. I'm not trying to be dramatic and continue to draw this thing out. I'm really not. It's just something that I think uh, when it's time to officially announce you know, what's happening in the future. It'll be done in a, in, in a way that's, you know, definitive and pays respect to a lot of people and uh, individuals that have meant a lot to me and has led to the career I've had. Uh, listen, more so than the player that he is as a six-time All-Pro and future Hall of Famer, uh, Jason Kelsey is a better person. And he has meant so much to that city. He, You know, I had the fortune to, I, I wouldn't even say get to know him, just do an appearance or two with him when I was in Philly and, you know, chat with him a couple of times. The respect level that he has for that town, 
Um, met his wife there, all of it. Uh, I love this guy. I think he's been phenomenal for a long, long time. And, Joe, all you need to know today is that Jason Kelsey, I think it was either this morning or yesterday, uh, hit his uh, McDonald's drive through his local favorite McDonald's, picked up <laughs> breakfast, and dropped off a signed jersey for his favorite employee. There. Love it. Love it. And that's the type that's of guy he too. is. Everyone in Philly, he fit that town like a glove. Yep. He he was perfect for that town. They are going to sorely miss his leadership. And if Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox are out the door as well, oh. Philly can talk all they want about the head coach situation, the coordinator situation, the coaching situation. They have a serious leadership issue that they yeah. are staring down the barrel of right now. They are going to have to figure out who the leaders of this franchise are going to be moving forward. Brandon Graham and Fletcher are right up there with them too as far as the quality of guys that they are. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Guess what? Carlin versus Joe, breaking news. Joseph, a little woes bomb. The Indiana Pacers finalizing a trade to acquire Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors in a deal that will send Bruce Brown, Jordan Nuora, and three first-round picks to the Raptors New Orleans will be a third team in the deal, sending Kira Lewis to the Raptors. Indiana sending two of the first round, 20, two 2024 first rounders, and a 2026 uh, to the Raptors. This wow. is a good one. Everyone's been watching to see where Pascal Siakam's going to land. One of the hotly, hotly followed properties out there. I guess I shouldn't refer to it as that, but when you're talking about trades and assets and all these things, yeah. sometimes you can overlook it. But in terms of guys that were going to be on the market, big one, 22.6 rebounds, four assists per game this year, shooting 52% from the floor, big ticket item, which is why you got the three first round picks coming back. The Warriors were, were apparently interested. Um, the Lakers, a lot of people tried to link them there. I don't know if that would have been a fit. But this Pacers team, remember, they made it to the finals of the in-season tournament. They can play some basketball this year with Tyrese Halliburton. 23-17. and 17. They're eight games back of the Celtics. They're currently in the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. They're an exciting team. They score a ton of points. Ton of points. So yeah. bringing Siakam in, it's going to be... It's going to be fascinating to watch them moving forward because they have a lot of talent on that youthful roster. I would, I really, really like this move for the Pacers. I think this is going to be really interesting to watch. Siakam, a, a little bit of an underrated player in my eyes. Yeah, he's been in Toronto bit. for a while. You don't hear a lot from him, right? The vocal guys are the ones yep. you hear more of. Doesn't have a podcast, or if he does, we're not listening to it. We haven't heard much about it. But he's not out there like Draymond Green, right? He is a good player and he's got a championship ring that he's bringing to the table here as well which is going to be big because this is a young roster that's going to need some leadership when it comes time for the playoff push how to navigate those deep waters and don't forget grizzlies timberwolves 9 30 p.m eastern time tonight on espn radio if you have not signed up for or subscribed i should say to the Carlin versus Joe podcast, uh, you are missing out because if you miss any portion of the show, that is where you get it. And that is where you will not miss one second of what goes on. By all means, go subscribe, rate, review, do it all anywhere you get your podcast. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Jim Harbaugh was a win away from a Super Bowl championship in his last stint in the NFL. So can history repeat itself when he returns? We'll ask somebody who knows full well what Harbaugh is all about next on ESPN Radio. After I tell you about this from our friends over at Indeed. 
Now, once again, Joseph, I will just vamp here for a moment as I look to pull up the copy, and I've done just that. <laughs> I know you appreciate being taken behind the curtain sometimes. Here's what it is. The new year is the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates, and there's no better way to do that than through Indeed, the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. Next to hassle, start the hiring. Indeed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, when you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, and interviewing, that can become a job itself. You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. You know, there was one somewhat surprising uh, development yesterday for me. And that was Bill Belichick and the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I know that Arthur Blank is at a point in his ownership where he really wants to push to try to go win a championship. And, you know, they put out the news yesterday that they had uh, interviewed Belichick. And then, of course, that they had also interviewed Jim Harbaugh uh, as well. Belichick and the Falcons is something that a lot of people are talking about as being a really good fit, and I'm still having trouble seeing it. Here's Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter. You know, I was told that the interest is mutual and it's legitimate. So uh, the Falcons, ever since Belichick was let go by the Patriots, that, you know, they made their interest pretty clear. This is a team that fits the Belichick profile. The belief around the league is that he's looking for talented yet underachieving teams. Atlanta certainly fits that mold. They're their proverbial quarterback away, right? They got most of everything else, and maybe they can get a veteran passer in there, and Belichick could move them along. But, but that is the biggest thing, Joe. 
Like that, if Bill knows anything from the last few years, it's that he needs a really good quarterback to go and win. Well, how many of those are out there with head coaching vacancies? And then in that exactly. same vein, how many of those are interested in hiring Bill Belichick? Feels and, like maybe one. Is it the Chargers? I, I think it's the Chargers. The Nobody else has made the moves yet. We think it could be the Cowboys, but they haven't done it yet. They haven't done it. Yeah. Same so thing. if it's only the Chargers and they want Harbaugh, then that would mean that scenario you're laying out, going to a place with a built-in quarterback ready to go, doesn't exist. So if Bill wants to coach and that situation doesn't exist, he either sits out and waits for that situation or he's got to make do with the best available. Well, here's my point. Bill's got to win in short order. Does he want to go somewhere and make do with the best that he's got available to him? I mean, look, if the Falcons want to go and make a deal, let's say they wanted to bring in Kirk Cousins, all right, I get that completely. If that's the plan, go for it. I think that would help them immensely, and I think they could absolutely win in that instance. Falcons want to make a deal and go and get Justin Fields. Well, Joe, I love the fit for the long term for the Falcons. I love Justin Fields, but I don't know in the short term if they're going to win with him right away if Belichick uh, takes that job and they go and trade for him. I mean, there's a lot to like in Atlanta. People who didn't follow Atlanta closely this year only know the stories that came out regarding, you know, the head coach didn't really do a great job, didn't get some of his key players involved, collapsed down the stretch, soft division, no quarterback play. And all of that is pretty true. But when you really assess the Atlanta Falcons, there's a lot to like. Defensively last year, they were top 12 in both efficiency and defensive EPA. They've got a pretty good defense. And those numbers were better until they kind of just mailed it in at the end of the season because they were starting to fall apart under Arthur Smith as the head coach. Belichick is a defensive mind with what that team already has in place. There's a lot to like there. Now, on top of that, offensively, you just spent a top 10 pick on a running back in Bijan Robinson. Belichick wants to be able to run the football. You'll be able to do that. You got Kyle Pitts at tight end. Belichick used to work with Rob Gronkowski. You got Drake London at wide receiver. They've had no good wide receivers in New England for like half a decade now. All you need to do is figure out how to upgrade quarterback, and you can start winning games. The problem with Fields, I don't think he's the guy for Belichick. Belichick spent two decades with a quarterback in Tom Brady, who, in the eyes of many, is one of the least athletic quarterbacks in the NFL. In the NFL. Not to say he's a bad athlete, but compared to other quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts like he's not a great athlete but he's smart cerebral processes information quickly understands how to take advantage of the rules and the situations third and nine or second and nine they complete a pass for eight yards he runs everyone up to the line of scrimmage and he sneaks for a yard before the defense can get a line Belichick needs a guy like that on the field running his offense Fields isn't that guy in my opinion all right one thing I can tell you though and I I know this to be true that a couple of years ago when Jalen Hurts was coming out, the Patriots did not have a first-round pick. They had an, they had two second-round picks. And uh, on the first of their second-round picks, they picked Kyle Duggar. They were planning on picking Jalen Hurts with that second second-round pick. They were planning on it. And then they ultimately didn't do it because 
they had him taken before them uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles at that point. So an athletic quarterback, I don't think, is out of the realm of possibility for Bill Belichick. Oh, no, it's not an athletic quarterback. It's a quarterback yeah. who processes information quickly. Fields has mm-hmm. shown that it takes him time to get through his progressions. Go back and watch that game against Cleveland at the end of the season when Chicago was desperately trying to hang on to that lead, and they squandered it in the fourth quarter. The, the Bears could not put a drive together. Fields could not find the open wide receivers, and he had open wide receivers. He just couldn't get through his reads fast enough. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We welcome in the former 49, 49ers linebacker and pro football Hall of Fame finalist. He was going to join us in just moments to talk about his former coach, Jim Harbaugh. That's on the way in moments. Patrick Willis, when we return on ESPN Radio. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Let the cat people figure it out. That's why you hire them and pay them big money. It's like, oh my God, we got this great quarterback. How do we make it work with the cat? Who cares? Go run the numbers, buddy. The tone of the way you said that was, here you go, dork. Go crunch the numbers for me. Nerds. I'm giving you the talent. Nerds. Nerds, that's what you're here for. Joe often looks down on smart people. Carlin versus Joe, noon Eastern. (laughs) Every day, ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Patrick Willis is a Hall of Famer. In my mind, he is a Hall of Famer. He's a finalist right now. And justice better be served for the former 49ers linebacker, a dominant, dominant player. And he joins us right now. Of course, he played for Jim Harbaugh as well. Patrick, it is Chris Carlin and Joe Fortenbaugh on ESPN Radio. Let's just start there for a moment. Not to stir the pot, but are you shocked that you haven't gotten in already? <laughs> um, you know, truthfully, I I haven't really thought about it that much to really like allow it to shock me. I just, mm. you know, after that first year, I was like, well, I guess we we'll see. You know, we'll see. So that's kind of where I've been. I just, I psychologically didn't want to lock myself in that prison or whatnot, um, thinking that if I didn't 
get an accolade or this particular accolade or any accolade that, you know, I would be any less of a player than I had set out to be. So um, it's an honor to be um, nominated and to be, you know, a finalist again this year. You know, so we'll see. Damn, that's a great mindset. That's yeah. a fantastic mindset right there. So I, like, just, just out of curiosity, I mean, I, I was in the Bay Area towards the end of your career. I got to cover some of it. I mean, you are beloved there. Mention the idea of you not being in the Hall of Fame yet to any of those fans. They go nuts with what you, Navarro Bowman, and everyone else meant to that defense, Justin Smith. Um, as this process unfolds, like, how do you tune out that noise? Like, what is the, what's the skill to making sure you don't get wrapped up in something like that so that you can go through the day without getting too high or too low about it? Oh, man, you know, shout out to, to those guys, um, you know, that were that I was able to play with in – my time in uh in San Fran you know, or just my NFL career. Uh but truthfully, you know, it was something that I had learned a little while ago. Uh, I learned it probably I don't know if it's just part of my childhood growing up. Um <laughs> but I remember my freshman year, I mean I'm sorry, my rookie year, um, I just remember saying that, you know, um I just I just want to focus on what I can control. You know, I've always heard, you know, naysayers say this, you know, you come from a small school of this, you know, you ain't supposed to be doing this and and that, and I've just always found a way to, to just continue to believe and, and have faith and put in work and, you know, and realize that, you know, things are possible. And um, and so with this right here, you know, I just said, you know, I can only control what I can control and let the rest lay where it may. So, um, you know, I put forth what I could put out there and, um, you know, whoever is in, in control of that or, you know, um, I'll let them, um, you know, do what they do. So uh, that's it. <laughs> P. Willie the Stoic. <laughs> a little stoic philosophy love there. It. We love it on this show. Thank love you for it. that. Patrick Willis, the former 49ers linebacker, Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, joining Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Okay, looks like Jim Harbaugh is going to head back to the NFL. And one thing I think that a lot of people don't necessarily understand, we see one side of Jim Harbaugh where he comes across in a different manner, sometimes gruff, sometimes you know, annoying, frankly, publicly, but at, the, <laughs> but at the same time, Patrick, tell me about what goes on behind closed doors. How does Jim Harbaugh relate so well to the players now, and especially how he could connect with the modern player? Yeah, man. I mean, Coach Harbaugh is uh, Coach Jim Harbaugh is, is a unique, a unique character, and um, I can honestly say, in our four years uh, together in San Fran, like I. I had to learn to study him like I study offenses or whatnot. Because if you come to him and you're not about the team, the team, the team, and you come in with some, you know, some personal stuff in the sense of like <laughs> he about the team, like at the personal stuff. Maybe that's you know that's behind the clothes, you know, it's another place. Um, but he's all about the team. And one thing I can honestly say, and I, and I remember saying this on Jim Rome a long time ago, and he called me. I said I was on Jim Rome, and I think it was, and I said something like. You know, he, he's he's cool. Like, he can be a dick sometimes, man, but he's a good one. And I never forget I saw him the next week and he said, Hey, I, I heard you I heard you call me a heard you call me a dick uh, then I was like, Oh no, coach, not not derogatory. I, said, I mean that in a good way. You know, sometimes you can you can be a bit much, but I love you, man. I love everything you're about. I love the 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 enthusiasm you have for the game and um and you can't beat that in and having that as a coach. And so I'm just thrilled to see him get that national championship and um 
and I was rooting for him. He probably addressed that with you because he had never been called that before. Shocked that someone could <laughs> could think of something like that. Patrick Willis joining us here, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Um, take take us through what that transition was like. You were there in San Francisco. You guys had gone six and ten the year before under Mike Singletary, and then Jim Tom Sula took over at the end. Harbaugh comes in and. Patrick, it's instantaneous. You guys go 13-3. and three, You go right to the NFC Championship game. You lose to the Giants, but it's a hell of a football game. W- what did he do that just flipped the switch for that team so fast? You know, uh, man, it's, that's a great question. And um, it's funny you say this because I remember I talked to Coach Singh on Christmas Day, and I gave him, uh, quote-unquote, his flowers, you know, and I said, Coach, you know, I, I know a lot of people give us a lot of credit for that, you know, that 2011 uh, team 12, 13, that, that, that nucleus of guys, you know, Justin, uh, Frank, Vernon, Alex, uh, myself, Navarro, like I, just all those guys, you know, I told Coach Singleton, I said, one, one thing that I want to let you know is that you know, it was actually, it was, it was a lot of your discipline that you instilled in, a, you instilled in us um, so that when they came, oh, we were hungry already. We just needed the X and O's. We had the discipline. And I'll and I I say this anytime, man, I'll take a team full of disciplined guys than to have a bunch of individual guys who were super athletic but have no discipline. And Harbaugh came in, and he had guys who were disciplined and athletic on top of what he added. And then they had the uh, – on, on top of what we added is free agency as well as draft. And then he had the X and O's. He, I was first, it was the first time I had saw complete top to bottom what it was like to have, like, coaching staff on each level that was just – everybody was in a synchronization. And I was like – wow, this is interesting, but then you see the results, and you're like, oh, okay. I, I think I learned something. I learned what it was like to have that, and I know it, and I learned what it was like to have this, and and it was pretty awesome. So, um, you know, whatever it is he, he has with him, man, he, um, um, it's, 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 it works. And so, um, yeah. He's Patrick Willis. He is the 49ers former linebacker and, of course, Pro Football Hall of Famer finalist. Uh, Patrick, um, when you look at the 49ers now, what is it going to take to get them over the hump that might have been missing the last few years when they've been so close? Oh, man. Uh, You know, really, I would just, if I could tell them anything, I would say don't let it pass you by Um, because they have a team that's, Team full of veterans, not just veterans, but a, a team with guys who have been to the Super Bowl. And I, I can say that something that comes along with experience. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's that beginner's luck to where somehow you find yourself in a place where you didn't think it was, was possible. Which of those, you know, I call like the the sixth, the the seventh and eighth, you know, the wild card teams or whatnot. But then there's that that team that you know, like they have it, and the Niners. They have it, and they not only do they have it, but they have what I call, like, again, the experience where they can say, hey, this is not enough. We need more. And opposed to a team that hasn't been there, and, like, I'm thinking about their lines, I think they have a good football team, but I don't know. I feel like they can keep punching, keep punching, but they don't know if it's going to be enough or not. And I feel like the Niners know what they have, and they know what they need to get done. And so um, I think having all the veteran leadership, I think that's that's going to be uh, very, very, very important. And, um and they got weapons on every level, so that that's, that's, that helps as well. Patrick, we're looking forward to it. You find out here in a couple of weeks. Best of luck, and looking forward to seeing you in Canton soon. Thanks, Patrick. Hey, I really appreciate it, and thank you all for uh, for the love, and thank the Niners for the, for their love. So I appreciate you all. Absolutely. Absolutely, Patrick Willis, the former Niners linebacker, and listen. 
I don't care that Patrick Willis only played eight years. That dude was dominant, and he's got to be in. He's got to be in. Him next to Navarro Bowman. Oh, my God. And then when those two left, you would replace him with Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw. Like, oh. it's become it's become linebacker you out in San Francisco. And those guys paved the way. Like, P. Willie, and that's the thing about guys like him. Like, nice, smooth, calm voice, right? Like, you mm-hmm. would think, this is the nicest guy in the world. Well, what do you do for a living? Are you an accountant? No, I'm middle linebacker. One of the best to ever do it. Oh. <laughs> Not what I would have guessed based on the sultry sounds of your voice over the phone, but okay. How about no, it? I'll rip your head off. Whoa, that Absolutely. defense was nasty. Yes, it Nasty was. defense. Alden Smith had like 19 sacks playing opposite Justin Smith. You yep. had Bowman. You had P. Willie. I believe you had the hitman, Dante Whitner, in the secondary there. Yep. Woo. Yep. That was a, that was a tough group. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. I got to give a special thank you to uh, Ryan Rapley of Gavel Video out here in Williamsport. Surrendered his office today uh, for me to do this and uh, do the show from out here, and I really appreciate that. It's been an excellent setup. Uh, I'm out here for this uh, big dinner tonight. Uh, the Hall of Fame dinner. Pump right. it. Let's Let, pump it. Let's settle down, all right? You're going I'm, into the Hall of Fame. I'm going into the to the – Historic Bowman Field Hall of Fame, home of the Williamsport Crosscutters. I mean, was, you should have given Patrick Willis some advice on how to get into the Hall of Fame. I wanted to, but that would have been about a 20-minute conversation. And frankly, uh, I don't know that he would have taken it all that seriously. I think there's a little difference between the two. Personally, I don't uh, think it's that big. But, it's the same you know, thing. Others have, others have said it, just as special. What, um, you going to thank the wife? Yes, of course I'm going to thank the wife, all even right. though she's not here. Just making sure. Just yeah. wanted to know the list of people you'll be thanking at this event today. I'm going to – here's the thing. Haven't written a speech. I might be white-knuckling it up there. Why, why, why put any effort into a moment like this? It's not that. It's I'm, I'm best when I am uh, spur of the moment, clearly, oh, as okay. we find out. Okay. But, we'll see how that but, goes. Let's try not to be too strong. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.